everyone. Welcome to Taz Talk, the show where we talk about the Adventure Zone podcast. Today we're talking about Amnesty episodes 33 and 34, and once again there are a bunch of children screaming in the courtyard of my building, so I hope you can't hear them on the final (laughs) (laughs) edited recording, but that's the way it goes. I I can't hear them Um, uh, currently, so I mean, yeah, maybe. Okay. (laughs) I think they're playing Marco Polo. Oh man, that's all about talking. Um, so yeah, do you want to, like, just start with 33 and then make our way over to 34? Yeah, sure. I guess that sounds sensible. Yeah, so these are very action-packed episodes. Um, yes, very action-packed. 33, you finally get to see what's inside the FBI compound, and we get some resolution. You, you got to see your boy Stern. Yes. The compound design was really cool. Yeah. Um, and I also, like, I don't know what it was, but I thought this episode was super funny. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Fun, I don't know, kind of funnier than normal. I was laughing a lot yeah. uh, while I was listening. I kind of feel like they're bringing their their A game for the finale or yeah. something. Um, I, I was totally imagining it as the same, like when they mentioned the same compound that housed Mjolnir. I was like, that's what I was expecting too. <laughs> I totally get it. So, I, so at the beginning, um, Minerva reveals to Duck that the Chosens are kind of just selected at random, mm-hmm. which she prefaced as like, a, oh, you're not going to want to hear this, because I, I get it. It would be like a blow to your self-esteem to yeah. find out that you're not really special. It was just random. But also, I really like the idea of the Chosen like working that way. It makes a lot more sense than someone having an inexplicable destiny. Yeah. So... Maybe it wasn't a satisfying explanation for Duck, but it was a very satisfying explanation for me, the listener. Yeah. Well, but I think Duck had, he had a really good take on it where, you know, if you, if you tell someone that they're destined for something, then they're going to maybe eventually rise to that occasion. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. I, I, I totally a hundred percent agree with that. Like if you tell someone that they're destined, if you tell someone that they're worth something, that they're special, that, you know, there's, there's something that they can look forward to that, you know. Uh, it's better to create growth out of positive things, I feel, even though you can create growth from like negative things, you know, if you can, yeah, yeah. If you, if you can do it in a positive way, cool. Hell yeah. Um, so he got knighted as the herald of the astral mind, which we know nothing about, but I can only assume it is some, like some that, that Minerva is some knight from her planet or something yeah Um, not gonna lie my headcanon for minerva is like um if garnet from steven universe and brienne of tarth like if they just (laughs) had a giant woman baby (laughs) it would be that it would be minerva that's pretty good i think i have i remember in like one of when we first saw minerva's real body in like just an ending scene Mm -hmm. in one of the earlier episodes i think she's bald I think maybe, yeah. So I have a very clear image of, like, a huge woman with a shaved head. A giant egghead. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> since since we're talking about Minerva's whole thing, um, yeah, sometime either immediately after that or or something, there was a whole line about roll to hug some ass. <laughs> uh-huh. Because <laughs> they, they went into some detailed explanation of what would happen on the rolls on trying know, to hug some ass. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought that was really cute. Yeah, I guess I don't have a lot of, like, I mostly my reactions to this episode are, like, I liked when that happened. So I'm yep. just going to go down the line, I guess. Um, I really liked when 
so when they when they met up with Stern inside the compound, mm-hmm. um, kind of the final thing, their final play to convince him to be on their side was Barclay taking yes. off his bracelet and revealing himself. Yes. And like, it seemed to have a really big impact on Stern. And I forget, but I feel like there was some stuff during that conversation that kind of implied this friendly relationship that they had at the lodge like i feel like every time we saw stern interacting with people Mm. it was kind of like an in an antagonistic like oh don't let him find out but it kind of seems like it it wasn't exactly like i think i compared him to the cop from um the iron giant when he first got introduced and like that guy's a dick but stern maybe he's an okay guy because like he seemed to weirdly like have Atta- like feel attached to all these characters after living with them for so long. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of sweet. Just like the, even though we didn't get to see a lot of those like everyday kind of interactions, I'm I'm imagining them now, and they're pretty fun. Yeah. Now I kind of wish that we got to see like Agent Stern eating some pancakes in in the kitchen. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. I I thought it was really funny that um, Aubrey's first in like Al- Aubrey's instinct when they were in the room with the computer people was to yeah. just show them Barclay, to say that, you know, show them how much they mean it. Um, God, and- that whole scene was so hysterical. <laughs> then, oh, my God. But then they changed their mind because they were like, oh, maybe not. But then when they were with Agent Stern, they're like, oh, now, now, now you can do it. It makes sense now. <laughs> I really liked Griffin, like, um, just, like, voice acting the random people shouting and reacting to the yes. characters. I love it. was great. He did such a good job. I love that. It was, that was wonderful. I also like how after Stern, like, says, I'm just Joseph now, like, Thacker is immediately calling him Joe. I thought yeah. that was very cute. <laughs> I thought that was great. Um, so they rescued Mama. They did. And um, I like that. I like that they still had their guest um, as being um, the agent. I can't think of his name. Stern? No, the other agent. Oh, the other guy. Yes. Hughes or Heil or something. I can't remember Haynes. either. Weird. Haynes? Haynes. Yes. Haynes, yeah. Like the underwear. Yeah. I can't think of who the guest was, though. Um, yeah, I can't remember either. But it was... Was it he was... from, like, the Magic Tavern or something? No, I think he was just um, maybe, like, another um, Maximum Fun person, maybe? Okay. I forget. Okay. I forget, though, honestly. That was, like, more than a month ago. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that they were able to use, like... A guest voice like we we've talked and um theorized before about yes, like how yes. they would possibly like would it be a person live playing with them or pre-recording stuff and now we know they basically just have sound clips that they were going to use eventually which was really cool i liked how i really liked how everyone responded to mama kind of differently like her and Thacker were joking around. Their relationship was very cute. I really yes. liked all of their, like, dumb banter. And then, like, Aubrey was immediately asking her if she was okay. And, like, Aubrey and Mama have, like, a very sweet relationship, I think. And then Duck is just kind of, like, obviously out of the three of them, the, the least, like, close to her, it mm-hmm. seems like. Because he was just kind of like, come on, everyone. You know, we got our Can stuff to do. Can we please save the world? I wish we'd seen... I wish we'd have time to see Barclay's reaction to Mama being reunited with Mama, too, along with everyone yeah. else. Because yeah. I feel like they had a pretty close relationship, too. But obviously, it was more important to see her interacting with the player characters. Yeah. We we got to at least... Um, like, they talked about each other a little bit in that Barclay was going to sit on the crate and protect the world yes. from evil. <laughs> um, I, I think that we mentioned this probably in previous episodes, but I just wanted to mention that, like, the goo that the crystalloid 
the the red guys turn into when they crystalloid are they aren't they like well in my head they look like gem monsters like the the ruby red guys that come out of the fog interesting i hadn't been imagining them that way but i like the mental image yeah um but like they turn into goo right because they're trying they have to go back into um it totally reminds me of the first abomination that it sent out like oh, the oil, oil slick mm-hmm. yeah um it also reminds me of spirited away which i think we mentioned last time we talked about this maybe <laughs> about the uh-huh. the goo creature that like slinks yeah. and rolls over itself to move and stuff yeah yeah that is really fun i liked barclay's rushed good luck speech a lot it was very funny yeah. um with him and duck doing their handshake in the background oh my god that they've That's done a million times favorite. yeah I'm really happy that they, I feel like over the course of doing this sh- this season, the players have gotten a little more comfortable with just like, inf- like kind of impinging their will on character backstory and just like <laughs> making stuff up that sounds yeah. like, that sounds like it fits. Let's just run with it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's what, that's what like role play improv is really built upon. Oh yeah, definitely. Like we, like. Mr. Turkesian turned into a, a really important character. Yes. <laughs> like, so cool. All right. That's everything I have to say about 33. I loved it. It was hilarious. Should yeah. we move on to 34? Hell yeah. I was right. Aubrey Sylvain. Yeah. I knew it. I <laughs> I feel I feel very pleased with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I doubted you. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um, I honestly I really don't know. I, I, I think I was on the same track. And so I'm no, glad... I don't think you were trying to fight me on it. <laughs> I'm glad that um, our deductions were accurate. Um, <laughs> I like that they weren't really keeping track of their experience points cause, because I also forgot that they're supposed to gain experience for every role. I know. Role, yeah. And they failed so many roles in in the past, like, two or three episodes. So uh-huh. I kind of wonder, you know, we're at the finale. I hope that they've gotten yeah. some more tricks up their sleeves um, that they are able to use. But... Um, I th- I loved that we were finally spending more time in Sylvain. Like my whole thing that I've been harping on this whole season is I know they introduced this world and then they kind of ignored <laughs> most they ignored it for the most of it. So now they're actually here and you know they're interacting with the Sylvain the Sylphs and okay so something I had to write down and I think we probably talked about it before but I just wanted to establish it for myself. So the world is Sylvain. the The folks who live in Sylvain are Sylvans. But some of the Sylvans are sylphs. Or... Is there really a distinction? I thought it was just that Griffin was forgetting which what the terminology he settled on okay, was, and I he couldn't was just tell. switching back and forth. I, well, but cause... you might be right. Like <laughs> that, that would be interesting if there was like a distinction between the like native sylphs and the animals that yeah, became well, he sylphs. Them, also, he called them beast folk. So is it that? Like, yeah, is you got beast folk who wandered in from Earth, and then you have. The sylphs who were native to Sylvain, like maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, I I don't think I could be wrong, but I don't think that the that I think he's just using sylph and sylvan interchangeably mm. because he probably like it's a, easy to just switch between them. Yeah. Um, so and, I, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, well, and so I I'm pretty sure I talked about this in the other one too, but we got a glimpse into that light world. Um, and how oh, that's like, what I was gonna bring up to yeah. <laughs> simpatico. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm. I'm. I really am curious to see how we we've we're very close to solving the, the whole mystery of Sylvain because um, Aubrey is 
the crystal or something. I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. elaborate more on that in the next episode. Um, but once that gets like more fleshed out, like, well, okay, so if she is, if she is Sylvain, well, what are we gonna do? Like, does she have to live there now? Do they have to like? I don't know. <laughs> like, do they have to m- milk her energies? I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we have the potential for some. I don't know yeah. some like bittersweet ending like some kind of bittersweet conclusions in the finale yeah that plays out the way we're thinking yeah i mean it's possible that um like she recharged the crystal before maybe she can recharge like obviously sylvain i think sylvain must still exist to some extent as a separate entity from aubrey i don't think it's like wholesale like Sailor Moon style Aubrey like sur- like Usagi is Serenity and she just has to re- like recover her memories yeah. or whatever. I think because uh, because of the scene where she revived or made Dewey a ghost and she was like interacting with Sylvain. Yeah. So I think it's it's possible that they could somehow extract Sylvain from her and return her to her, like, rightful place inside the crystal on her planet. Oh, yeah, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to go down. I don't know either. Um, it, it's got some uh, very Fire Emblem-y kind of vibes. I know nothing about Fire Emblem, so I'm taking your word for it on that <laughs> one. I thought it was very interesting the way that Bright World was shown for a second when yeah. um, Minerva was trying to cut through to... Sylvain because it kind of corroborates how Billy was trying to describe Sylvain as like yes the like or no not trying to describe Sylvain but trying to just to describe where Billy is from yeah Yeah, it's like there being like a connection and Billy is from the connection yeah so So it's like it really does seem like that place is like some kind of between world or it's like the medium between the two planets somehow and so what I kind of expect um is once so once they they figure out the whole sylvain mystery of what what happens and what aubrey being sylvain like what does that mean um they can now then move on to the final mystery which is well what was billy talking about what is the light world so mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. maybe they'll wrap things up in sylvain and then they'll go back to earth and minerva will use her subtle knife to open up <laughs> like a portal into the light world like I'm glad you made a reference to his dark materials because <laughs> I was also going to make a reference to his dark materials. Um, you know how Sylvain, so so I think it was Janelle who was explaining to Aubrey that all of the planets are alive, like Sylvain is alive. Mm-hmm. But we know that there's Sylvain the planet and Sylvain the person too because we've kind of met her through Aubrey and like we we know that she is like an a conscious entity. Yes. But we were kind of wondering like, well, where's Earth's version of Sylvain? Do you think it might be kind of like how in his dark materials, Lyra has a demon and everyone from her world has a demon, but Will and the people from his world, which if I remember correctly is our world Mm -hmm. ostensibly, don't have, like they still have that part of themselves, but it's not physically manifested the way the demons are in Lyra's world. Yeah. I wonder if it's something like that, like Earth's conscious self is just hidden in some way. Yeah. Like, it's it's not a literal... It's not a literal, like, being, necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so that's kind of what I think the, the book... Like, when Janelle read the book and was like, oh, I have to rip open this mountain. You know? Like, 
I, mean, I kind of thought, yeah. 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 She was looking for, she was looking for Earth, but Earth, like, capital letter, capital E, Earth, like. Yes. Yeah. I still, it, it got kind of glossed over, but I wish it hadn't, because that seems, like, really ambiguously ethical to me. There's some, a weird territory that could have been explored with that whole scenario, I think. Yeah. Well, just because, it, like, it's not clear how much of Earth's juice Janelle thought she could siphon off. Like, was she ready to just burn Earth to save Sylvain? Yeah. And that whole part was kind of glossed over a bit and overshadowed because uh, Ned died. Um, yeah. So I do kind of wish that we had a, a little bit more um, detail as to, well, what did the book say? What were they going to do? Did they. Yeah. They ripped off top of Mount Kepler, but what was that supposed to do, you know? To to what end? I'm suddenly one I'm suddenly questioning my own judgment about this too, because I'm sitting here saying, like, oh I don't know, Janelle, like I don't know about her like morals, but I love the hell out of Minerva and I also know for a fact that Minerva burned a whole other planet to save her own planet. Yeah. So like I guess it's not fair for me to say like, oh, I'm gonna judge Janelle about this when I'm not like kind of giving Minerva's person the same kind of scrutiny yeah well, although i kind of think i kind of think minerva's a lot more likable than janelle <laughs> <laughs> um i want to know just because i i just want to know i i don't it's very interesting pass yeah. judgment yeah but i just kind of mm. i want to better understand their motivations yeah um, and what they intended to do even if they failed to do it you know yeah yeah it would be pretty interesting to get some more information about that yeah well i feel yes like- the book just is the book just totally gone? It served its purpose, and now it's yeah. just like. <laughs> well, I think the book was just like a. It was a prop. It was a. Yeah, I, it yeah. was a way to lure Janelle to follow what the, um, what the abomination wanted. Did the abom- Did that abomination have a name? The body snatcher. I forget. Uh, yeah, that's what we've been kind of calling it, or I think we've been calling it the shapeshifter. I don't remember, but yeah, that one. We all know who we're talking about. Yeah, I kind of wonder if. Well, I think we already kind of know, but like how. Because that was a very successful abomination in terms of, like, wreaking havoc and, like, yeah. doing crazy shit. Yep. Like, how much of what that abomination ultimately ended up doing was as the result of, like, a bad role? Um, <laughs> that's right. It's, it, that's hard to quantify. Like, and, and we've I talked know. About this I want to know. I'm so curious. Yeah. <laughs> we've talked about this before. Like, um, if, if Ned had rolled better, would he still have died or something? Yeah. But, you know, I'm. I've said this before. I'm glad he didn't, because it was a really cool part of the story. <laughs> yeah, character death, uh, man. Yep, damn. Um, we we reunited with Vincent. Yes, we did. That scene was really funny. The fucking when he ate the slim jim. And... Oh my god! <laughs> Ain't nobody like a slim jim, man. Man, the slim jim jokes were really great um, yes. during these <laughs> two episodes. So I fucking loved the speech that Zeke gave to Pigeon yes. during yes. the scene. At the, yeah, that, oof, that hit me really hard. Yep. I was definitely kind of crying a little bit. Same. Just because, like, whenever the McElroys talk about loss during the Adventure Zone, it's like, I'm always wondering, like, they, they're they obviously drawing from their own experience with losing their mom. So it's, like, always super cutting to hear Griffin say stuff like, someday you're going to pet a dog again and it's <gasps> oh going to make you happy. And you're nice. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. It was so, oh, Jesus. I, big, yeah, that fucked scene. me up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it also fucked me up. 
Um, I really liked that whole scene, especially because, like, you know, sometimes, like, I, I, I will zone out during fight scenes in the Adventure Zone, sometimes, yeah. like, live play ones, just because, like, I don't know, sometimes... It's like, combat is really fun. We've said this before. Mm-hmm. Combat when you're playing, fun. Combat when you're listening, sometimes it's a slog. But Griffin does write pretty engaging, like, NPC-driven yes. action scenes. And I thought, yeah, a lot of the, like... Like, it was... That whole scene was, like, an emotional roller coaster for me. It was... It was it was uh, bittersweet. It was exciting. It was great. It I ended it. with going to Chicago, dipshit. <laughs> um, that, that whole scene was great. Anytime Griffin gets to narrate a finale fight, I just... I get some big story and song feels, and I just get a little teary-eyed. Like, I wasn't expecting to get deeply emotional with Zeke and Pigeon, um, but I did. Um, and even Muffy and Winthrop, even even their scene, I was getting kind of like, oh my god, are they gonna die? Wait, what happened with them? I can't remember now. Um, they were, so they they barricaded themselves in the, the hospital, and Muffy yeah. was injured, and she was hiding in a room, and then, like, a Komodo dragon monster like right. was hunting her and cornered her and was about to like uh like strike her down or whatever but she was mm. like uh i don't know impactful words and then she like reversed <laughs> the situation oh and oh that's right and then she got she had like backup and like all these other uh, people yeah like, i think it's it's coming back to me yeah it wasn't it wasn't as emotional as zeke and um pigeon but it was yeah a, it was a great glimpse i love those kind of like it's it's the big finale fight, and how are the people, you know, how are people dealing with it? I love that stuff. I hope that we get one for the um, Hornets, too. Oh, that would be... I want that really bad. Yeah, I, yeah I mean, like, we de- who haven't we seen yet? Yeah, like, Hollis and Keith and uh, Snowman. Ice Boy. Oh, yeah. Jake... Johnny Jake Ice. What? Jake Cool. Jake- <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. Uh, Dr. Harris Bonkers. Oh, my God. Wait. Hold on a second. Kirby... <laughs> Kirby and the walking, uh, Kirby and the cane. Kirby. I love, that got me really choked up too. I loved that scene so that much. Was so I was good. so happy. I was so, yeah, like a lot of these scenes are really, are really nice because it is kind of like a, in a way it's kind of like you're saying goodbye to these characters now. These yes. are, this is the, this is the, the finish, the, the finale of the arc. Sorry. What am I trying to say here? This is like the closing of all of these NPC character arcs too, in a way. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, like, we needed that pigeon, like, closure really bad, resolution. I think. Like, I yeah. really, yeah, we I really needed some resolution with what happened with pigeon. So that scene was, like, so good for me in so many ways. Um, and I just, like, I thought it was really sweet. Like, I think what's what was so interesting about Ned is how, like, he was, like, really friendly with so many people in the town. But also, like, weirdly, this kind of, like, kooky, reviled character. I think a lot of people mistrusted or, like, resented. And it was just really nice to get confirmation of, like, oh, he actually had a lot of people who were really into the cryptonomica and into his whole thing. And, like, a lot of people around town clearly loved him and his business. And that was, like, very sweet. I really liked it. Oh, my God. The whole... Um, the the mob of people wearing the Saturday Night Dead merch. Yeah, like I got I got choked up because I was like, oh my god, it's me dead. too, dude. Oh my god, it's dead. <laughs> and then yes, Doctor Harris Bonkers. What? What the hell? What? Yeah. So I think this is why. So yeah, I was trying to figure out why Griffin put the part about animals becoming sylphs in the recap yep. intro, and this is obviously why. Um, I knew something was gonna have to happen with Doctor Bonkers, and. I don't, I don't know how to feel about this. I guess. 
It's not what I was expecting. It makes exactly. a lot of sense. In yeah. retrospect, I should have expected it. Because um, I think... I don't know if we were seeing it recently, but I do remember thinking, man, we we haven't seen Dr. Bunkers in so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do kind of... A little bit. Um, I was a little bit disappointed. Just a tiny smidge. Um, because he didn't say Dr. Harris Bunkers PhD. And, like, the, the PhD <laughs> part, like, if, if Aubrey were there, she would have shouted, PhD, dipshit. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think for some reason, I'm like, if if Dr. Bonkers is going to turn into a furry, mm-hmm. I wanted him to be, like, huge. Like, Harvey yes. the Rabbit, like, a, like, adult size. Not, like, a weird child bunny. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Like, Vincent isn't goat-sized. I'm imagining him man-sized. Maybe, maybe Dr. Bonkers, Bonkers is a kid. Maybe he's a baby bunny. Yeah, maybe he's maybe he'll just grow. So, do you have any theories as to why Dr. Harris Bonkers decided to anthropomorphize with his hand paws this episode versus like episode 2? Well, just like what like what triggered the transformation? Yeah. Um, I'm going to assume it was like a long time coming because um he was spending so much time around Aubrey for one and like in the presence of all these sylphs, so just, like, sylph energy around. But maybe it was, like, the stress of the moment. Maybe, like, there had to be a triggering event for it to take, like, take hold. Mm. I don't know. I don't have any concrete theories about it. Yeah. I, I was just gonna think, well, maybe he, like, fell into the spring or something. <laughs> that's possible. Yeah. I think that's all of my notes, mostly. Um, I don't know how... <laughs> we just spent half an hour talking about two whole episodes... Yeah. But well, okay. I think we're starting we're starting to wrap up here, so there's yeah. not much more like theorizing we can do, exactly. I guess. Exactly. That's exactly it. A lot of action happening, yeah. We're we're at a point now where our mysteries are getting solved a little at a time. Yeah. Um and all we can really do is sit back and be like, We called it or man, I wasn't expecting <laughs> that. Like at this point, you can only react in one of two ways. So. I, I guess that's true, yeah. So September nineteenth is supposed to be the final episode. Supposedly, we'll see about that. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but wow, that's coming up. Yeah, I well, I can't I can't wait to see where all of the pieces land. Me too. I'm so oh man. Wait, does that mean he, Griffin was saying there's going to be like two more episodes, right? At least two more. Yeah, that's impossible. <laughs> how are they going to ex- how are they going to explain? All of the how are they gonna wrap up all the stuff with Sylvain and explain what the fuck the abominations were in two episodes? I mean, they might be really uh, long episodes. To be, be fair, really the fina- the balance finale was like three hours, so that's true. Um, they'll just make up the time in episode length. But still, I'm like, man, I can't imagine. I I don't know how like we're gonna get unless. Unless there's just, like, a really simple explanation or two behind everything, like... Yeah, well, and so my my theory is that next episode will be the finale of, like, the Sylvain part of this story, and that the the episode after is... Well, okay, we have to do a couple things. We have to wrap up the Sylvain story, we have to wrap up the light world and the, the bigger the bigger story... The one that yeah. ties in Minerva and everyone else and, and, and why yeah. they're all connected and stuff. And then yeah. they have to have an epilogue. Because you can't have... Yes. Yeah, you, can, you can't introduce us to all of these characters and then not give us an epilogue, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll get one. So I, I, oh, I'm very excited for that all of a sudden. Because yeah. I don't have any idea what's gonna... Yeah, I'm suddenly thinking back to, like, all the epilogue scenes 
in um in balance which like that was like an hour and a half of epilogue stuff yeah. wasn't it yeah <laughs> everyone everyone gets one or yeah you know. <laughs> um, dang man i am very excited i kind of expect my expectation is that next episode is gonna be sylvain like they're gonna fight the the yeah they're gonna solve the sylvain mystery they're gonna fight the um god what's it called terrors nope Qualms? Abominations? Abomination. I want an answer the bomb to bombs? the bomb bomb. The bomb bombs. Where did they come from? I want an answer that to that in the next episode. Um, but I also think that we're gonna solve like the quell. They're gonna defeat the quell. I think maybe maybe that's too much. I for don't them even to know. What's episode. interesting is like I don't even know if they're gonna need to defeat it. If like they know, like the the episode ended on a cliffhanger of like Janelle going like I know what to do because oh, yeah. you are Sylvain. Maybe all they gotta do is go down there and be like. Hey, we got her back. Here you go. Like, <laughs> go down there and be like, stop it. Stop Something. it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how this is going to go down. Like, yeah, maybe Aubrey's going to tell the quell off and be like, hey, for the love you bear me, like, cut it out. Yeah. Although, you know, I really do like that that explained um, her relationship with Alexandra and why she could hear yes. the thoughts yes. and stuff. Yeah, because she's hearing, like... The prayers, basically. That's mm-hmm. the way it kind of got explained, right? That's yeah. really interesting. I thought that was super fascinating. I also am curious. I don't know what Alexandra meant about being a fraud. Yeah. I do not. That's still. I also do I think not that's know. unanswered still. Yeah. Interesting. All right. I think that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> all right. Well, I, if you're done, then uh, where can people find us, Rach? You can send us an email at taztalkpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on tumblr at taztalk.tumblr.com uh we're also on itunes as taztalkpodcast um we're also on twitter you can tweet at us we are at taztalkpodcast hell yeah okay two more episodes what's gonna happen and then what's gonna happen after amnesty is done yeah, who knows they, they seem to have all of everything kind of already lined up so i kind of wonder if in their last episode how much time they'll give us between announcing what their next thing is because i have a feeling they're already probably working on it or they, yeah. they've already been working on it by the sounds of things so mm-hmm. maybe it's death i really yeah i really can't wait to record our next episode of the 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 adventure zone 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 that's also going to be a riot i think <laughs> i hope so i hope that i do hope that they have one of those after this arc they have to that would be crazy because i already i have i have questions i still have more questions <laughs> I think my my burning question for the next one of those is what did the Sylvains what did the Sylphs do to be banished from Sylvain? Oh yeah, we got we got to find that out in the next yeah. two episodes, yeah. right? Yeah. That has to be a thing. That's got to be oh, a thing. Oh man. All right. Well, we'll find out. All right. Stay tuned everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.